Welcome to CCC Talks, empowering IT and business professionals in their digital transformation journey. Find all the latest tips, tricks, and strategies at our blog and resource center at cloudcredential.org. And now our host, CCC Managing Director, Mark O'Loughlin. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of CCC Talks with Mark O'Loughlin and the Cloud Credential Council. Really excited. Today, we're joined by John Devados, President and Head of Development at Neo Blockchain. John, thank you so much for joining us on today's podcast. Hello, Mark. Uh, thank you very much. It is my privilege to be to be here with you. So I really appreciate you making time for me. Thank you. Thanks. And now, John, you've had a very varied career, like most people we have on these sessions to date. Architect, general manager of digital at Microsoft. I was very interested in the next bit in brackets, including building parts of Azure. We'll come back on that shortly. And co-founder of machine learning company, amongst others. Now, if that's not enough, where do you get the time? And a PhD in machine learning. John, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, thank you. Thank you. You're too kind. Uh, so I think the, the word varied is a, is a euphemism. It's a euphemism <laughs> for somebody who can't quite focus on one thing for too long. Yeah. <laughs> With that said, uh, so my, my interests lie in the platform space, Mark. Uh, I've mm -hmm. spent much of my professional career uh, in the platform uh, sector across a variety of industries. So certainly machine learning and AI, more recently in the blockchain platform and stack yeah. space earlier on. With Microsoft, I spent many, many years uh, architecting and working on the early .NET platforms, V1, V2. And as you mentioned, uh, also spent uh, time working on Azure long before it was called Azure. It was called uh, Red Dog. Uh, that was yes. the code name at that time. Uh, and and the some folks might remember that and some folks might not. But uh, yeah, Red Dog, it was at that time, many, many years ago. But thank you. That's great. I was involved with a company way, way, way back when Azure Beta was released, and um, at the time, and looking at it, and I was, you know, the, looking at it and how what it developed into. The same with the other cloud providers; they start off with a certain core of services, but then over time, customer requirements how it evolves and it just keeps evolving. So great to see in the cloud space, we have lots of different players in there. We've got some of the big tier ones, lots of medium tiers. Not everybody involved in just the infrastructure. We have a lot of platform and SaaS and all this. We're going to talk about uh, one of these type of platforms now in a moment. I wanted to just jump into this session talking about blockchain. So you're involved in a company uh, at the moment that's doing a lot with blockchain. Uh, I think you, you have many years of this. Um, I wanted to not ask you much about what is blockchain. We've had other people cover that. But pose this question to you and see what you think. You know, blockchain is all things crypto and ledger. So people that understand a little bit about blockchain from our other episodes will now understand what words crypto and ledger mean. But is blockchain that simple? Is it just a bit of crypto, a little bit of ledger, blockchain, that's all it is? Or what what, what else is under the hood? So, so it can be. I mean, I think it's a very, very insightful question, Mark. Absolutely. You know, if you look at it as kind of the yin and the yang or the two sides of the coin, one side is the crypto. And many of us as consumers, uh, certainly see the crypto perspective. The other side of it, you know, as a technologist, uh, as a geek, as a developer, you see the ledger side, which is, if you will, the, the platform aspects, uh, the stack, the new substrate, if you will. 
But I think the magic, Mark, really is how these two come together. You know, if we only see one side, at best, we see, you know, about half the value. For me, the magic, and this is where I still believe much of the commercial industry, the enterprise space, for instance, is still grappling to come to terms, is because they only see one side. They see the, the substrate. They see the platform. But it is the economic platform, Mark. Blockchain is the very first economic platform in history ever. And if we can grok that, then we will see why this is such a significant shift with respect to technology platforms. Great. I'm going to get to the economic part in a moment. I'm very interested in your views on that. But before we go there, I just thought any time you talk about these technologies, we generally ask an expert a typical question like this, you know, to help our listeners, what is a good working definition to use in describing what blockchain is from your perspective? So I would say a, a good working definition would be a decentralized platform uh, to enable this next generation of applications with one key shift, which is we have economic incentives baked into the platform. No other platform in history has economic incentives baked into the platform. And so I would say to summarize, the first economic platform would be a good way if you want a pithy phrase to think about the blockchain world. Great. That's a new kind of view we've had of blockchain, which is good. And that's why we've asked you on, because you do talk a lot about this being economic platform baked in. Um, I'm very interested in getting to know a little bit more about that for our listeners. So it leads me on to, um, I've seen you talk a lot. I've heard a lot. It's really good stuff. You talk about blockchain. You've done it today as a platform for having the economic model built in and baked in and being the extra bit. Can yeah. you expand for listeners, what is the economic model? What is it? What does it do? How does it benefit them? Absolutely. So let's go back again to the, the commercial world. Let's look at the, the enterprise world, right, which uh, you're very familiar and certainly I am having spent many years, right? Let's look yeah. at a typical enterprise scenario. No enterprise lives alone. No enterprise is an island. There is always a collection of entities who work together in some fashion. There's partnerships, uh, there's collaboration, there is consortia. Today, mm -hmm. much of the apps, the infrastructure that powers this mark is running on centralized platforms like the cloud, for example. The cloud was, you know, obviously has, has transformed, you know, truly disrupted, if you will, you know, yes. the world as we know it, as we see it. However, it is very much a centralized uh, platform, if you will. But the key here is this. When you have collaboration, when you have partnership, when you have multiple commercial entities working together, there is always incentives. Incentives and the flip side penalties. Incentives when they deliver uh, or in terms of raising the bar of performance and penalties when there is obviously a failure or mm. otherwise a degradation of quality with respect to delivery. In today's world, these incentives have to be extrinsically added in as an overlay, as an adjunct, as an accessory. And, and what makes the blockchain platform unique, which is why I call this the first economic platform, is yeah. because we have the crypto economic protocols baked inside, the incentives are intrinsic. They are in it. And so there is nothing we have to do 
that is an adjunct or an accessory or an extrinsic or an add-on to insure. So to make it concrete, let's take an example. You know, I, I live in Seattle and Seattle is the home of some of the largest coffee companies in the world, right? Yes. And so you look at the coffee bean, right? The coffee bean comes from Tanzania, from Colombia, from Ethiopia, and eventually makes its way, you know, as coffee up here in Seattle. So you look at this, this network, there are providers and consumers, there are distributors, you know, there are the small farmers, and everybody participates in this network because yes. they see a benefit to them. And this benefit is obviously built on a model of incentives. In today's world, these incentives, again, you know, are extrinsic, they're added on. Uh, I'm sure, you know, your listeners are very familiar with the word governance. Governance is a, is a much used and much abused term, right? You know, governance. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, so again, I, I don't I don't want to go too far down that rat hole, but but governance. You know, Mark, how many millions and tens of millions or even billions of dollars have we spent on governance over the last five, seven, ten years? Tremendous yes. amount of money. Why? Because governance is critical. Is critical for the functioning enterprise, for the functioning consortia. But governance is expensive. It is error prone because we add this on. You know, we hire expensive consultants, we we invest in tools and vendors who promise, you know, this silver bullet in terms of aligning IT and business and so on. Why? Because the stacks we are working off of do not expose an intrinsic economic substrate. With a blockchain platform, because it is built on a foundation of crypto economic protocols, the incentives are there right there. We have to turn the switches on. And so you think about not just the cost saving, you know, the amount of money that's gone into governance and compliance, but you look at the upside, the potential to transform, to truly change how we reward. And I say rewards and incentives, but the flip side is obviously penalties as well. How yes, do we ensure, yes. right, that, that the right contributions are obviously, you know, compensated or not? There is that, that element of how do you ensure. Some key things in there, as you said, uh, so many organizations are doing, let's say, governance, but the key word you used was bolted on towards the end, which never works. Uh, the auditing of a supply chain end-to-ends or the parts that get audited uh, by different organizations at different times, uh, very expensive, huge overhead. Uh, it, it's driven an industry in itself, the auditing industry. Um, as you said, uh, send in the consultants there. We know uh, they charge a lot. But what are they trying to achieve? I think if you get in the helicopter and fly up and think, well, what is all this doing? It comes back to trust in that ecosystem. Are people doing what they're meant to do, what they've set out to do in contracts, uh, where they deliver, they get rewarded, where they don't, they get penalized. That's the way of the world. I come across the coffee bean example in blockchain about two years ago. I was at a conference and I saw a tech conference and in the corner, a coffee bean stand. It wasn't selling coffee. It was, uh, they're, they're saying, we're a coffee company uh, driven entirely by tech. I said, tell them your story. And they said, from bean to cup, uh, they can trace all their supply chain. They're doing it for an ethical reason, all the way through from that farmer to make sure he gets paid, 
and get whatever dollars per sack of beans into the next stage of the cycle, into the next stage. That all the way along, all of this is recorded, reported, he gets paid automatically, it moves to the next stage. The auditing is in built. They didn't have to build an auditing system. They switched on the levers they wanted to use, like what you've said. Um, and from bean to cup, they can show their entire supply chain. They show it online. They say, this is how transparent. This is what we pay the farmers. Based, uh, this is the going rate. This is what we pay. This is what we get. This is what happened. This company said they deliver X. They delivered Y. They get plus or minus all the way back. And they said, it's. Uh, does it help them sell a cup of coffee? Yes or no? What it helps them is, uh, again, they say, are we in the business of selling coffee or are we in the business of giving somebody an experience of a nice beverage and whatever that is, if you're in a Starbucks, then it's, it's the surroundings. They say, we want to amplify the the brand of the company rather than anything else. And we're using blockchain. And I, I asked about cost and he said, oh, this is a lot cheaper than the auditing system we had before because it's, your word was, it's baked in. So I think that's a really, really good, uh, really good example. And I think he said there's an economic model in there now. It's not just about using blockchain as technology. It's about what do you get out of this economic model? Slightly, again, it's not about using cloud for the sake of using cloud. It's about using cloud to get, uh, I would not say cost savings on cloud because that's now been proven you generally don't if if that's what you're looking for but you get agility speed ability to scale ability to downsize and ramp up and all this kind of stuff so you get value from using a cloud it's not it shouldn't be about the monetary cost savings i think with, with blockchain now we have a really good example of that economic model that's built in um so are there any other examples of organizations using blockchain? So we've spoke about, say, the coffee being to cup. Are there any other examples you're coming across or you're involved in even where blockchain is going to change or do something really good, really radical? Oh, absolutely, Mark. Absolutely. I mean, the, the way I would say this, is there any industry today that is not in some fashion or the other looking at or using blockchain technology? whether it be the legal industry in terms of contracts uh, yeah. and certainly leveraging smart contracts or the, the healthcare, you know, currently as we are going through this virus situation in terms of uh, drugs and pharma and being able to audit and verify, you yes. know, the lineage obviously of the drug industry all the way to the sources, or it could be the food industry in terms of looking at and being able to somehow guarantee the source, and again, that the trace, the lineage of uh, where you know it's making its way through, uh, or supply chain, as we as we discuss, uh, global trade, uh, finance, uh, finance is being significantly disrupted by yes. by the world of blockchain capabilities, uh, both within and across national uh, boundaries and and, and borders. Uh, so I would say, you know, you look at the space. There is not uh, any one area, Mark. And here is why, by the way. Here is why. You know, I'll give you an example, right? Today, let's not name a cloud provider, but let's just pick anybody, you know, anybody in the Seattle area, for example, right? Yes. So the bill, right? But when you have multiple parties working together and there is an application or an infrastructure set of capabilities, there is still only one bill, right? The bill <laughs> is sent by the vendor to one entity. Yes. And this is 2020, right? The fact that we are still billing one entity is to me, 
a manifestation of still the progress we have to make. So when there is multi-party, for me, another way to think about blockchain, Mark, is this is the stack for multi-party transactions in Italy, right? So any place where there are multiple parties transacting uh, is a place to exploit, to use the blockchain capabilities. And so for me, you know, to your question, absolutely. There is not one industry, not one vertical, not one sector that is not at this point working with uh, or somehow using the blockchain mm -hmm. capability, public sector, private sector, collaboration. Uh, and last but not the least, I mean, you look at the, the economic forces, right? Central banks, they're very much in the news today, you know, for good reasons and, and not so good reasons, right? Uh, I, don't, I, I don't want to see the Fed in the news, but they are in the news. Uh, yeah. every, every major central bank uh, across the world at this point, Mark, is looking at using blockchain capability as they are digitizing their own currencies. So I would say at this point, it is pervasive. Mm -hmm. If there is an industry that is not looking at blockchain technology, uh, you know, they, they will they will regret it. <laughs> Absolutely, I think, um, uh, goes on to the next question that uh, I think, you know, do organizations actually understand what blockchain is, its potential, what it can do? Or is that one of the challenges we have at the moment? in them kind of thinking a little bit different or looking and saying well we're we should be able to apply this you said it there multi-contract multiplayer environments should just use blockchain because it gives that transparency between all those transactions i can tell you a lot of organizations in those environments aren't even thinking about blockchain or what to do with it so you know going back to the question do you think organizations in general understand blockchain to that level or have they yet to get to that level of understanding? So I would say some do, Mark, some do, but I still think the majority do not. And here's why, here's why. I have a very simple uh, uh, reason for this. You know, as an IT guy, you know, for me, I grew up with this term of replatforming. And so, mm -hmm. so what this means is we have applications and each time there is a new platform, we talk about replatforming. Unfortunately, yes. the history of computing going back, you know, 40, 50 years, uh, there was no economic replatforming. It was always infrastructure replatforming. So what this means is the early adopters still see the blockchain stack as yet another replatforming. And so yes. we are thinking about the technology capabilities, but most of us yet are, are to come to terms with the economic incentives again why because as it people you know we don't think about incentives on a daily or even a weekly basis we leave it to somebody else and, and unless and until we think about the incentives and the incentive model you know i call this uh, mark you know enterprise architecture is what about 35 years old 40 years old back yeah. to john zachman you know mark we need a new enterprise economic architecture and until every enterprise has an enterprise economic architecture you know they will not fully realize the benefits of blockchain capabilities and to your question uh, yes there is a minority out there but uh, many of us are yet to come to terms to realize the potential of the economic stack so that's an economic enterprise architecture Correct. I think that's fantastic. I, I know what you're saying with that. I'm absolutely, um, it ties in with, again, 
IT function in an organization should be delivering value, not tech. It's not about the tech anymore. We've moved away from IT as a technology provider, uh, IT as whatever, whatever, whatever it has been in the past. It's about getting the value and delivering and helping the business what it achieve what it wants to do or achieve things it doesn't even know it wants to do at the moment and taking care of the technology side but translating the technology in back into the business because the business won't be able to do that they're not and that's not their job and i think to me blockchain cloud iot all these new newer digital technologies um give a great opportunity to that it function in any organization to look at it, not talk to the business about technology, but talk about value, solutions, things, and working with the business to come up with ideas. Not that IT has to come up with the answer or the business, but collectively, let's take the example of that coffee bean and how we can apply that to our organization. We'll take care of how we pull the levers and the blockchain from a technological side, but here's the common goal we want. And that goal and vision has to be business orientated. Absolutely. But, uh, I see far too many companies looking at blockchain saying, hey, what will we do with blockchain? What can we do? And about three or six months later after the whiteboard sessions go, well, we don't know. We'll move on to IoT next week and, and see what we can do there. You know, I think that's the wrong way to look look at it. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, you, you nail it on the head. I mean, it's the outcomes, right? It's about business outcomes. IT yeah. needs to be obsessed with business outcomes. And, and, and until and, you know, we get there, we're going to see technology as uh, another tool in the toolbox and we will yes. we will struggle with it by the way mark i'm working on a book on enterprise economic architecture so uh, you will you will have my first copy when i'm done with it <laughs> fantastic oh well I'll, i love i love free copies of anything so send away do tell us more about that i'll talk to you again about it when you're doing a release let's get you back i want to drill into that book i want to look at it um, so Definitely. let's we'll have you back, John, and we'll talk a bit more about that. Um, Thank you, sir. You said something there. It's important. You said, you know, I would have said a lot of people I talked to would have said IT should be focused on business outcomes. You've ratcheted that up a notch. You said IT should be obsessed with business outcomes. I love that. I'm changing how I talk to people now because I, I understand it's not about focus. It's about the obsession of it. I think that's where we have to be. And I think especially in today, we're in challenging times at the moment. There's a global crisis going on. Um, people might be looking at this saying or organization saying, look, we're in survival mode. What can blockchain do for us? Can that project and move on something else? However, maybe there's an opportunity for people to think, look, we're in crisis mode. We need to get 80% of the company looking at survival, but survival won't keep us going into the, the new world maybe carve out some people looking at this type of technology as to how can we use this to fix some of the challenges we've had in the past, do something new and adapt to, there's a new world coming and we don't know what it is, but we certainly cannot bring the legacy, say auditing and all that other stuff that we've done in the past into this new world. We don't have the time, people, money, resources, it's gonna be difficult. So maybe things like blockchain give companies a chance to speed up what they can achieve with it uh, during absolutely. these times. Absolutely. So I would say two things, and I think you make a very, very relevant point, Mark. Two things. You're right. In, a, in, a, in times like this, you know, it can certainly be easy to go back and say, look, I'm going to just shut down and 
and and focus on what I can. And I'm going to, you know, this is going to be, you know, woe is me. But uh, it is those companies who look to tomorrow and the day after and see the potential. Yeah. As human beings, you know, we always we encounter challenges, but we take care of them. We move forward. And it's going to be yes. those entities that will be successful tomorrow and the day after. The second thing I want to make is, uh, I think if there's one thing, you know, it is the, the 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 fragile nature of the supply chain that is so obvious to many of us, including consumers, yeah. right? And we can say, look, we will not use the supply chain, but that would be, I think, in some sense, almost like uh, cutting off your nose to spite your, right? Uh, the, the key is going to be. How do we, you know, as as uh, Talib would say, make this anti-fragile? Yes. Like, how do we make this robust? How do we, and 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 it's about trust. The challenge that's facing us is trust. If there is one uh, platform, one stack that can help us rethink, reimagine, and rebuild the supply chain from a place of trust, so we do not have this fragile nature once again down the line. I firmly believe it's going to be built on a foundation of blockchain capabilities. I can see that. I'll come back on the trust in a moment. I have a question for you on that. But regarding supply chain, I mean, it's so evident now, global crisis, uh, air, airplanes are grounded, factories are closed um, to make T-shirts. It's amazing how much cotton gets flown halfway around the world and back again before it gets turned into a garment that's flown back around the world. That these supply chains, you know, globalization has built up this it's massive global supply chain, but it seems to have kind of ground to a halt. And uh, again, I'm wondering as well for companies in these or in these supply chain situations, uh, what blockchain can pose to set up the new supply chain of what will be tomorrow. Now, typically that could take, you know, an industry five, 10, 15 years to use technology like blockchain to do that. I think this global crisis has accelerated organizations' uh, use of tech by five to 10 years. We've been pulled into the future by about 10 years. So it's a case of not thinking and sitting around and should we use this? I think for a lot of companies survival, it will be, we've got to use this. We've got to do things quicker, smarter, better than before. As you said, trust, transparency, economic model in blockchain. We've got things like IoT that can do wonderful things in health, we're seeing that. How to look after thousands and thousands or tens of thousands of people outside of the hospital and the surgery environments using IoT. Um, but we wouldn't have been able to do that in the past because of trust. But now out of necessity, if you can't go to your doctor and you're ill, but you can put these sensors on and they can monitor you, they can see, okay, you're doing fine, but this patient somewhere else isn't, so we'll, give them focus and then you recover, that's great. You don't recover, you get worse, you get looked at. So I think it's pulled us into, and I think organizations need to realize that technology is always ahead of where we are in business and as people, and we're doing catch up. Um, remember we asked the question, what is blockchain? Most companies can't answer that, but we now have, we're in a situation where we have the technologies of the future today yeah. and companies and the situation due to global crisis has pulled us 10 years into the future in, in an instant. So doing things how we did it yesterday, I don't think is going to get us where we need to be tomorrow. And I think technology is here is, is good. Can I ask them um, at the moment, what advice would you give to companies trying to get that competitive advantage or trying to 
retool how they do things what do they need to focus on what are the one or two things they should focus on today when you consider blockchain great question great question uh, so i'll say two things uh, firstly again you know thinking about the architecture and certainly what i call the enterprise economic architecture incentives incentives rewards and obviously penalties to be able to have some way that you can bake this in because the platform gives it to you uh, the second yes. thing you know you, you made a very very relevant point mark about uh, you know you spoke about the healthcare industry and and trust and and, and rebuilding trust for me uh, as an individual as a citizen as a human being the flip side of this is privacy i think uh, it's very clear to us especially in this particular you know phase we are going through that privacy of the individual is paramount so i would yes. say for companies looking at the blockchain stack uh, please do not forget that this is a platform of trust. It's also a platform built on privacy, on the rights of the individual. And, yes. and we have this ability to not, again, have to you know, go through and reinvent the wheel. You know, we have this baked in, again, intrinsically in it, in the stack. And as we rebuild, I would want to emphasize this could be for you as a commercial entity a competitive advantage it could be mm. a competitive advantage right to, to 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 promise to deliver to your customers and your consumers i think that's important yes uh, we probably tend to forget the privacy piece or think that bit is baked in an element of privacy is baked in but as any organization you are responsible and accountable at the end of the day for the privacy security of your customer's information. You can never really outsource that. But certainly there are parts of blockchain that are set up to help with that. But certainly I think, yeah, you've got to look at that, especially in health, bank, anything supply chain, absolutely you've got to look at that. And that could even be privacy of another part of blockchain, say the cloud it's built on or something like that. You have to go through the, and it goes back to your architecture as well True. as well as this this, this view. Now, I have a question here, kind of based on trust. So blockchain is very interesting in that you said it's built on providing trust and transparency, and we know that's what it's all about. But ironically, can blockchain actually be trusted? What do you think? Oh, fantastic question. So uh, in so far as we trust the math and the algorithms, we can <laughs> trust uh, yeah. the blockchain architecture. However, there is one caveat, you know, not every chain is uh, is uh, alike right there are different architectures there are different models of consensus for example yes. so i would yes. say you know yes we trust the math or at least you know we want to trust the math but certainly examine for instance the protocols for consensus ensure it meets and certainly exceeds your needs uh, with respect to again the degrees of trust and the layers of privacy you want to build in uh, of course, you know, these are open source uh, stacks, uh, for example, NEO, you know, MIT license on GitHub, certainly the sources out there, but uh, good, very good point you make, Mark, very good point. Again, you know, you know, uh, I think as a very famous president once said, uh, you know, trust but verify. So certainly ensure uh, that your team, you know, that your technologists and your economists uh, are able to verify the stack that it meets your needs, right? Uh, we want to be particularly, particularly careful because this is about trust. It is about privacy of the individual and delivering on that promise. So absolutely.
Yeah, I think it, it tells us the story of the evolution of IT and all this technology. We're, we're now at a stage where organizations do not need to build clouds and blockchains and all, all these IoT. They're already there. Yeah. So as an IT function, we no longer have to kind of build these systems. We now have to use them. So the focus is less on, now there's a huge amount of technical skill required to architect and integrate all of these IT things, but we're not having to build them, we're having to use them and understand how to use them with the business. So as you said, we're, we're no longer thinking about maybe the, the source code of a blockchain because they said it's, it's developed by uh, open source organization, whatever that is, but it's what are we going to use it for, data, security, privacy, the business model, the economic model, all those kind of things. The business can't understand that from a technical point of view, and the technical folk need the business to understand the market. So it's really seen a convergence of the business and IT like we've, we've never seen before. Now, unfortunately, a lot of organizations still have the IT function siloed away from the business, and they don't talk, they don't get on, they don't understand. But I think that's going to collapse very quickly. And I think it, during this crisis times, we're going to see an, an amazing um, I guess collaboration or uh, joining of IT and the business like we've never seen before because we're just going to have to do that. We don't have to build the tech anymore. We just have to get it, use it, align it to the business and go try it out. If it doesn't work, we don't get penalized. It's we go do something else. So this fail, fail fast thing as well rather than penalize IT for not getting it right and taking dollars back or whatever that is. So I, th I think that comes into this again you're looking at trust and transparency not the source code of a blockchain but equally there are different types of chains out there as you said different vendors different codes it, it does different things so you really have to understand what type of blockchain do you want for the environments that you you're, you're going to use correct correct by the way mark your summary there uh, was brilliant one of the best summaries i've heard you know <laughs> the way you talked about aligning it and business right because let's be very candid you know, again, how many billions, maybe tens of billions, maybe hundreds of billions yeah. have been spent on this buzzword called aligning IT and business? And, yeah. and, why, and why has it been such a challenge? Because you have two worlds and we are extrinsically trying to bring them together. And, and what makes this particular stack unique, the first economic stack, is because intrinsically we have the ability for the first time in the history of computing to drive that alignment inside, right? And that's what for me gets me excited. Aligning IT and business. Now, I'll tell you a story if you have some time. So, sure. working with this large shipping company, and, and we shall not names, you know, we shall protect the guilty. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> so they were they designed this this system using blockchain technologies uh, to basically track containers all the way through from, in this case, from you know Japan to Seattle, Tokyo to Seattle. Yes. Uh, and so we know they, they rolled the application out and what happened, you know, we had these people out in the front lines. Uh, so they was used to using Excel spreadsheets to store uh, the data, the numbers, the log, and the app was rolled out and nobody cared. And, and so on Friday morning, the intern came in and he was tasked with copying the data from the Excel spreadsheet to the app. And I was like, yeah, you got to take care of it. Right. And, and this, <laughs> is the challenge of aligning IT and business. You know, back in the days, if you remember history, rolling out, for example, SharePoint, 
we would roll out SharePoint, we say, please use it. Please use yes. the new version. It is better. You know, it is it is it is more productive. You know, there's more privacy built in, and eventually, eventually, you know, people would use it. The difference here is this: in this case, for the shipping for the shipping company, because we had the incentive model built in, the company could track every day, every week, and see in terms of the data entry, the validation. And what happened? Friday morning, 9 to 12, there was a spike because that was when the interns came in and copied <laughs> it from Excel. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. There are, there are some lessons in there, all right. Yes, yes. Right. But... <laughs> so anyway, make, make a long story short. Being able to see, to manifest these incentives, and then be able to go back and say, guys, look, this is not how this was supposed to have been used, right? Whereas five years ago, three years ago, we'd have said, look, you know, hey, that's, what, that's the way it is, man. You know, hire an expensive consultant and let's hope they can fix this governance issue. But now it's different. Absolutely, now it's different. And I said, I think we've been pulled into a new world of different by five, 10 years. So what got us here today doesn't get us there tomorrow. And that type of thing, as you said, the old days of bringing in the consultants, putting out new SharePoint, whatever that was, I've seen so many of them. And as you said, people go, so what? And they go back to the old way. But eventually it might get populated, but then it doesn't get up. And, you know, technology for the sake of technology. So it's good, I think, with blockchain is to understand why not so much why you want to use it but what are those go find some good use cases i love the coffee bean from from you know bean to cup apply that to any business and say from there to there and then look at what they're doing what they're transacting what they're auditing what what they're you know credentialing along the way what trust and transparency is doing yeah. now take that thinking into your business and then go find your bean to cup I think that's 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 a good uh, good good plan. Very well said. John, we some thanks. Oh yeah, you're so kind to me there. I'll buy five books when they're out. You've been so kind. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'll return four though. <laughs> Thank you. So John, we we we're going to finish shortly, but I have a couple of quick fire questions. So again, we'll just see how how we get on here. Um, question one: Is, is blockchain overhyped? Do you think? Absolutely. I think we tend to hype everything. And and for sure, no, no yes, it is certainly hyped. I mean, otherwise, I would, I would be lying to you. It is, of course, overhyped. <laughs> Indeed. Is a blockchain going to change the world? Absolutely. Absolutely. In ways we can't even fathom at this point. Yeah. And again, for me, privacy, Mark, privacy, as it becomes more and more paramount in our lives, we will see blockchain transform every facet of life as we know it. I, I believe that too. I think it'll take years to come around, but in whatever amount of time that is, we're going to look back and say, oh my God, I never thought it would be used here, 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 here. But you can apply that to a lot of technologies we have today. If you look back in history, well, I never thought we could use that here, here, and here. If you apply that to the global crisis that's happening now and how inventive people are getting to help get medical equipment and protective gear, uh, you would think, I would never have thought using technology to create that, to do that or do that. So uh, hindsight is wonderful, but we've tried to get ahead of it and figure out, you know, 
never waste a crisis, people say. And maybe if for organizations, don't waste your crisis here. Look for those opportunities while trying to survive. We have to do that as well. Um, we didn't go into Bitcoin, but Bitcoin and blockchain get mentioned quite a lot. The, so Bitcoin is a game changer, yes or no, or what it represents? Absolutely, absolutely. And and we can only watch the central banks to know how much of a game changer Bitcoin has been yeah, already. Yeah. yeah. And I think um, especially the last eight weeks, uh, I've not, I tend to use not a lot of it, but uh, I've not used any cash. I, I have not been able to go out anywhere to spend it or get it. But um, I hear lots of reports about now people even saying when we go back to whatever the new normal is, they won't be handling cash because of the fear it can ha carry germs and things. It will be tap tap. That will evolve into, I think, what you're suggesting there, cryptocurrencies from central banks. Um, I think we're going to see that accelerated as well. They're going to have to think about it quicker, better, sooner uh, as well because Definitely. it's the way it's going. And Bitcoin shows it can work. Look, like with cash, you can have money laundering. You can have uh, an abuse of the, the cash system can happen in in a Bitcoin, but there's probably a bit more transparency and there needs to be a bit more protocols built in. But I, I think that's that's the way. Um, I guess, um, I think we mentioned it before, but the final question, you know, the current global emergency that's going on, um, is it going to change how companies view and use blockchain? I think we've covered that, but I think it's it's a solid, I think it will overall. Absolutely, Mark. Absolutely. I mean, like we said, in terms of trust, right, what is lacking in the supply chains, right, is trust mm -hmm. and being able to address trust. Uh, and on the flip side, you know, being able to provide and guarantee privacy to the individual, to the consumer, to the citizen. This balancing act, I think, places blockchain uniquely in terms of where we are as the IT industry, absolutely. I love that. Yeah, it's a balancing act, uh, as you say, transparency, governance, and also you just related that now to the citizens yes. of, of, of the world as well, which I think is a great leap. John, we're going to finish, but uh, before we do, have you any final words on how digital technologies such as cloud, IoT, big data, blockchain are relevant for the times we find ourselves in now? Oh, oh, most certainly, most certainly, Mark. I mean, as a, as a technologist, as a guy who loves technology, absolutely. I think we live, I, I, I believe this. I think we are living in one of the most interesting times ever in history mm -hmm. in terms of what we could do, what we could do for people, for the man in the street, and what we could do for our society. And so I see, obviously, cloud, you know, we've seen the last five, seven, ten years, IoT devices. Uh, and certainly for me as a, as a blockchain proponent, the potential to build the next wave of, of uh, capabilities to enable us to live uh, as human beings, to enable us to live as, as communities, as societies, and certainly as, as the global uh, world. Uh, for me, you know, this we haven't seen the best yet, Mark. I mean, this is nothing. I mean, the next three, five, seven, ten years. I mean, you know, we, we should have another talk. Maybe you know, obviously we will. We will talk. But uh, uh, I see the next uh, couple of years, and I see enormous potential. You know, tremendous energy for what it is that we will do. You know, as individuals and as uh, commercial entities. And for me, having this first economic stack in history is the base building block of almost everything we will do and so you can see i mean this is for me and this is yeah it's a strange time we live in but i think uh, 
will come out of it. We always do. You know, we believe in the potential of our future. We always do. We always do. And again, I think the challenge is what is the new norm? But again, that's the challenge we have to embrace. Um, I think, as I said, these technologies, it was good you related the technologies to both business and citizens and people because it's going to enhance our lives as well. The solutions that organizations come up with for our betterment. Um, I think we, we've yet to see and imagine what a lot of this is, but certainly we've been accelerated five or 10 years. It's, it's like Doctor Who's time machine. We've been accelerated into the, into the future. Absolutely, John, very well said. Um, so John, um, we're going to finish up. Uh, I'm going to put in five orders for your book. Um, we'll get you back on to talk about that when it comes out. Um, and John, I'm finishing. John Davidos, thank you so much for joining us on today's CCC Talks. Thank you, John. Thank you, Mark. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you for joining this episode of CCC Talks. We hope you enjoyed this episode and walk away with a ton of actionable insights. If this is your first time joining us, this is us extending a personal invitation to you to join other IT and business professionals. So please subscribe on iTunes, YouTube, or Google Play. If you are struggling in any capacity in your digital transformation journey, contact us. We'd be more than happy to guide you and find you the right certification courses to help you manage the challenges modern businesses are facing. This was CCC Talks. Until next time.